0: Lebanon's Prime Minister vows to punish those responsible for the massive blast in Beirut that killed more than 70 people. At least two Filipinos were among the dead. COVID-19 cases here in the Philippines surged to over 112,000 after more than 6,000 new infections were confirmed Tuesday. And Philippine inflation accelerates to a six-month high in July when coronavirus restrictions were eased across the country. Good afternoon, I'm Ron Cruz. 8 Live Philippines begins right now. Lebanon declares a day of mourning for victims of the massive explosion in the capital, Beirut. That explosion left more than 70 people dead and about 3,700 injured. The blast was so huge it shook the entire city. It was heard throughout the country. It was believed to have been caused by tons of ammonium nitrate, a highly explosive material that was seized back in 2014 and stored at a port warehouse. Lebanon's Prime Minister vows all those responsible for the blast will be punished.
1: What happened today will not pass without accountability. Those responsible will pay the price for this disaster. This is a promise for the martyrs and the injured. This is a national commitment there will be facts announced regarding this dangerous depot that existed since 2014, since six years ago.
0: At least two Filipinos were among those killed in the massive explosion in Beirut. The Philippine Foreign Affairs Department says both victims were in the homes of their employers when the blast happened. Six other Filipinos were hurt. A Filipino working in the Lebanese capital recounted the moment disaster struck.
1: Hindi naman po ako nasugatan pero po nung kasalukuyang nasa daan po ako marami pong mga kababayan natin ang mga nasugatan po dahil dahil marami pong mga building na nag-collapse at mga nabasag yung yung mga salamin dito ng mga building. Yung iba po mga nasa loob ng bahay mayroon pong mga nasa daan naglalakad.
0: There are about 30,000 Filipinos working in Lebanon, but many of them returned home this year when the pandemic began. U.S. President Donald Trump sends his deepest sympathies to Lebanon, where more than 70 people were killed in that explosion in Beirut. The blast also left more than 3,000 hurt. It damaged buildings across the capital and sent a giant mushroom cloud into the sky.
1: We begin by sending America's deepest sympathies to the people of Lebanon, where reports indicate that many, many people were killed. Hundreds more were very badly wounded in a large explosion in Beirut. Our prayers go out to all the victims and their families. The United States stands ready to assist Lebanon. We have a very good relationship with the people of Lebanon, and we will be there to help.
0: Philippines reported a record high 6,352 new COVID-19 cases Tuesday. This pushes the total tally to more than 112,000. Of the new cases, over 3,000 are from Metro Manila, while more than 1,400 came from neighboring Laguna, Cavite and Rizal. Meanwhile, 2,115 have died and more than 66,000 have recovered as cases continue to surge the health department says it will implement its new strategy to test more asymptomatic patients in communities starting with hotspots in metro manila
1: the department of health can be able to recalibrate its strategies and one of the strategies that we are now employing would be the coordinated operations to defeat epidemic or the code Strategy, and we are going to start that here in Metro Manila and in Region 4A, where our different officials will be uh, going down, and together with the local health officials, so that we will be able to identify symptomatics in the barangays, in the communities, and uh, we will be able to isolate. We will able be able to test.
0: Worldwide, there are now eighteen point four million confirmed coronavirus cases. The latest tally by Johns Hopkins University also places the death toll at over six hundred and ninety-nine thousand. Recoveries meanwhile stand at more than eleven million. The US remains the worst hit country, followed by Brazil and then India. Philippine inflation accelerates to a six-month high in July. The consumer price index went up to 2.7 percent from 2.5 percent in June, still on the back of higher transport costs as pandemic-induced lockdowns were eased across the country. An annual increase in housing, water, electricity, gas and other fuels also pushed overall inflation up.
1: Ito ay sanhi ng mas mabilis na pagtaas ng presyo ng pamasahe sa tricycle na ng 33.9% inflation nitong Hulyo 2020 mula sa 26.8% noong Hunyo 2020. Ang mas mabilis na pagtaas ng presyo ng pamasahe sa domestic flights na nagtala ng 12.6% inflation nitong Hulyo mula sa 0.2% noong nakarang buwan ay isa ring dahilan sa pagtaas ng inflation sa transportasyon. Nakadagdag din ang mabilis na pagtaas ng presyo ng pamasay sa barko na nagtala ng 27.7% inflation nitong Hulyo 2020 pagkatapos ng hindi pag ng presyo ng Hunyo 2020.
0: Philippine Central Bank Governor Benjamin Diokno says the latest figures are consistent with their forecast. Inflation is expected to remain benign over the policy horizon. But Nicolas Mapa of ING Philippines believes the benign July inflation print is a reflection of weaker economic activity in the country amid the COVID-19 crisis. If you go back to why the Philippines was such a great growth story in the past, it was that that the Filipino consumer was almost unstoppable. And when you have uh, uh, job security, when you have a good job, and you think that you got this job for some time, you tend to uh, spend more, save less. You no longer have that um, spending uh, pattern of um, discretionary spending or luxury good spending. Now it's all basic goods and necessities. Philippine lawmakers wasting no time after President Duterte reiterated his call to revive the death penalty during his State of the Nation address. ABS-CBN's Mike Navallo joins us on the line for more on the House Justice Committee's deliberations on bills seeking to reimpose capital punishment. Mike?
1: Hi, Ron. The House Justice Committee this morning resumed deliberations on the bills seeking to reintroduce the death penalty more than a week after President Rodrigo Duterte reiterated his call for the passage of the measure during his State of Nation address. Proponents of the bill took turns defending their position. Manila representative Benny Abante invoked biblical passages on sowing and reaping, and eye for an eye to justify imposition of death penalty, going as far as claiming that God himself instituted death penalty for the good of mankind. Abante says robbers, kidnappers, hijackers, rapists, drug lords, drug pushers should be branded with the stigma of infamy and should be erased from the base of society. While CIS Partialist Representative Nina Taduran said, the certainty of death will create second thoughts in the minds of potential criminals. Surigao the Norte, Representative Ace Bobbers, for his part, says the deterrent effect of death penalty has never been proven since there were only two executions in the country so far. He rejected foreign studies showing absence of deterrent effect, saying, we have our own culture. They also rejected arguments of those opposing the measure about the corrupt justice system and the Philippines' international treaty obligations, saying the Philippines, as sovereign country, can do as it pleases. Commission and Human Rights Commissioner Karen Pitt pointed out that the Philippines has a legally irrevocable commitment not to reimpose death penalty, having ratified the International Covenant on Civil and Political Rights and the Second Optional Protocol. She warned reinstating death penalty will affect Philippine, the Philippines' ability to negotiate saving lives of OSWs on death row in other countries. Meanwhile, uh, Representative Rufus Rodriguez pointed out that the other consequences of the imposing death penalty, such as the Philippines becoming a rogue state, the removal of presidential tariff rates for exports to Europe, and more deaths, more deaths during a pandemic. Kazan City Representative Skip Belmonte also asked why death penalty proponents now seem to reject international obligations arguments when they relied on it to justify the passage of anti-terrorism acts. Department of Justice Assistant Secretary Nicolás T. presented the DOJ position on the death penalty, saying there are no legal nor constitutional impediments. He explained the imposition of death penalty is within the powers of Congress and is allowed by Constitution. Act part of this Representative Franz Castro, however, expressed disappointment over the lack of data on the part of DOJ as to the efficiency of the Philippine criminal justice system. Rodriguez also slammed the DOJ for being uncertain as to whether the Philippines will breach its international obligations if it reimposes death penalty, asking the DOJ to submit a position paper instead. Now, in all, there are 10 House representatives of filed bills reimposing death penalty six of whom limited the applicability of the penalty to drug cases. Early in the deliberations, Representative Rufi Biazon asked the committee to defer from including his House bill, saying now is not the right time to discuss a socially and politically divisive issue, which he calls an unnecessary distraction at the height of the pandemic. He also said that he has since taken the view that the Philippine government should instead strengthen its investigative and evidence-gathering capabilities. Now, among those expected to speak today, Ron, are uh, the heads of the Public Attorney's Office, uh, Dean Jokno of the Free Legal Assistance Group, Attorney Domingo Cayosa of the Int- Integrated Bar of the Philippines and representatives from NUPL and Ron.
0: Thanks for that update, Mike Navallo. Philippine President Rodrigo Duterte has banned the Philippine Navy from holding joint maritime exercises with the U.S. and other countries in the South China Sea. Defense Secretary Delfin Lorenzana says Duterte gave that order to ease rising tensions in the disputed waters. But maritime expert Jay Batumbakal thinks otherwise. He believes withdrawing from the naval drills robs the Philippines of the opportunity to defend and assert its sovereignty in the South China Sea.
1: Having uh, continuous exercises with treaty allies who have been there anyway for the past uh, for, for the past decades already, you no, know, does not really add much uh, to say creating tension. Withdrawing from these exercises, however, sends a different signal now to other potential uh, competitors. That the Philippines really is uh, not as willing at this time. No, it's not really willing at this time to. You know, put its money where it mouth is, so to speak, no? when it comes to uh, external defense, because it's even refusing to uh, conduct uh, simple, simply exercises no? with uh, its allies and, and other countries no? on, on the waters that it claims to be within its uh, jurisdiction.
0: The pandemic has led to the largest disruption of education in history. That's according to U.N. Secretary General Antonio Guterres, who says schools in more than 160 countries were closed in mid-July, affecting over a billion students. At least 40 million children worldwide also missed out on education in their critical preschool year, according to Guterres. He says increasing financing for education must be prioritized now we face a generational catastrophe that would waste untold human potential undermine decades of progress and exacerbate entrenched inequalities we are at a defining moment for the world's children and young people the decisions that governments and partners take now will have lasting impact on hundreds of millions of young people and on the development prospects of countries for decades to come a global projection by the U.N. Education Agency, UNESCO, and its partner organization shows over 23 million children and youths from pre-primary school to the university level are at risk of dropping out or not having access to schools next year due to the economic impact of the pandemic. The U.S. President Donald Trump insists the COVID-19 outbreak is as under control as it can get in the United States. Trump's has increased testing, accounted for the spike in cases in America. He also plays down the U.S. death toll, even though fatalities averaged more than 1,000 a day over the last two weeks. And if you look at death, it started to go up
1: again. Well, right here, the United States is lowest in numerous categories, uh, we're lower
0: than the world. Lower than the Lower world. than Europe? In look, what? Look. In what? Take a look. Right here. Here's case death. Oh, you're doing death as a proportion of cases. I'm talking about death as a proportion of population. That's where the U.S. is really bad. Uh, well, uh, well, Much worse than South Korea, Germany, et cetera. You can't,
1: you can't do that. You Why can't go, do that? You have to go by... You have to go by where, look, here is the United States. You have to go by the cases, the cases. Why not as a proportion of population? We have somebody, what it says is when you have somebody that yeah. has, it, where
0: there's a case, oh, okay. the people that live sure. from oh. those cases.
1: It's surely a relevant
0: statistic to say if the U.S. has X population and X percentage of death of that population. No. The number of COVID-19 cases in the U.S. has already breached 4.75 million. More than 150,000 have also died from the disease. Before we go, with stricter lockdown measures again in place in Metro Manila, it wouldn't be a surprise if some people attempt to break out of quarantine. In Quezon City, it seems animals are eager to get in on the action as well. An ostrich was caught on camera Tuesday running loose inside a village. In this video, the bird appears to be looking for a way out. A second ostrich reportedly had more luck reaching the village gate, but it wasn't able to get through. Both would-be lockdown violators were eventually caught, though it's safe to say they won't be penalized. At least one netizen says the ostriches are assigned Mother Nature's finally healing. Others seemed certain someone was playing a particularly wild session of the fictional board game Jumanji. a ah,
1: <laughs> <laughs>
0: And that's today's edition of Dateline Philippines. Thanks for joining us. I'm Ron Cruz. Stay with the news channel.